0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Flipping It, the podcast all about reselling. It's episode number 33. Join uh, with Flip for Miles. Uh, miles, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Yep. Um, so I'm super excited to be here. My name is Miles Longstreth. I'm from Pennsylvania. You can find me on Instagram at Flips4Miles. number four miles, And I've been selling sneakers on a variety of platforms for the past. About three years, and I recently started an Amazon business as well. Um, and I'm doing this all out of a storage unit um, near my college where I live, pretty much year round.
0: Oh, cool! So, um, how long have you been selling as, as an overall, uh, like just in general?
1: Yeah, so about um, 2016, I started, and then I got I started getting like pretty serious about it in 2018. In
0: 2018, okay. And then, did you always start with sneakers, or did you have anything before they kind of like worked into?
1: Um, so I had some experience selling online with, um, Legos in the past, but I mainly like, like in terms of thinking of of it as a business, uh, it's just been sneakers until now recently with the books.
0: Awesome. Well, I kind of want to get into the sneaker selling. So what kind of like made you get that motivation to start selling sneakers?
1: Um, so I started out. Um, I've been playing basketball, like pretty much my whole life. And obviously sneer culture is a big part of basketball court- culture. Um, so I started to realize like getting into high school, like what was a nice shoe? What wasn't how, um, what types of shoes my favorite players like in the NBA were playing in that kind of thing.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's great. I always tell people like know what you or sell what you know, and you obviously are a great, um, indication of that. Um, so we're, like, yeah, where are some of the, um, places that you like to source for your shoes.
1: Yeah, so I originally um would just source from Facebook groups and flip on Facebook groups. And then in the, about the past 2 years, um the apps or marketplaces Goat and StockX became huge. Um and so I started selling mainly on them as well as Poshmark and Mercari. Um, In terms of where I source my products, so the main um, place I get a lot of products is the outlets, Nike and Adidas outlets, and then I've started expanding into sourcing from thrifts, Goodwill, Salvation Army, that kind of thing, paying less than $10 um, for some pairs of shoes, as well as um, sourcing some more hyped up releases, um, which would be like from Foot Locker, Champs, that kind of store.
0: Cool. So with the used shoes you kind of touched on it a little bit. Do you always try and go for under $10 a pair? Is that what you want to spend for used shoes
1: In terms of used shoes that aren't like a Jordan or like a Nike basketball shoe that's nicer, yeah.
0: Okay, so that's just kind of what I wanted to uh, touch on. And then when it goes to new shoes, does it uh, differ, obviously? Uh, what, what would be your uh, cap on new shoes?
1: Um, so like I'll pay three hundred bucks for a, you know a Yeezy if yeah, I know I can sell that it for three hundred fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'll sell super quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really varies just in terms of the comps completed sales on the marketplace. I plan on selling it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Goat and StockX make it super easy to see that both the sales velocity and how much an item sells for, as well as what you'll get back. Um, so my average that I pay for items is about forty bucks. Um. Probably would be a little less if there weren't some Yeezys mixed in and then bring that price a lot up. Um, okay. so I say probably around 30 35 bucks on average from the outlets and I plan on selling those for at least um, you know 45 to sixty okay um, so yeah. on average
0: All right, so something I really want to touch on that I am very inexperienced with is uh, sourcing from the outlets and I, I haven't really touched on it at all. Uh, if you could kind of just explain what you do when you go to a store like what your process is, On looking for shoes what shoes you look for those kind of things
1: yeah um so because i've been around for a few years um there's some shoes like i can i'll see it and know it sells pretty quick Mm -hmm. um just assuming i can get the buy cost of the number i'd like it to be in with respect to where i can sell it or how much i can sell it for uh but for the most part just looking stuff up um every nike has a nine digit number on the box label um, and you can just look that up on whatever marketplace you plan on selling it on and see if that item has sold, how often it sells, how much it sells for, and then determine if it works with your business model.
0: Okay, so you'll just kind of like browse through each each shelf kind of thing with the books? Yeah. Like similar and just type in the number or do you just like um, speak it in? Or... So,
1: it de- yeah, depending on shoe, like you know, like how long the name of the shoe is okay. um, or if it's a more unique one.
0: All right. Well, so... And I also noticed that some like the outlets have like discount days or like I know there's like friends and family for the Nike. I've heard of that uh, yeah, throughout seeing it. So how do you kind of know those are happening, and do you source only on those days, or can you source whenever from the outlets?
1: Um so in terms of people who don't source the outlets a lot, um friends and family is a great thing, but being completely honest, it doesn't make too much of a difference for me. Okay. um pretty much friday to monday nike outlets are always discounted at least the back wall okay. and say friends and family is going on when it's 30 percent off the whole star oftentimes they'll raise price of the in bin or like mm-hmm. with box lid shoes um so therefore they're fairly similar sometimes even above um what you could get them for normally even with the discount okay. so yeah. friends and family isn't a huge thing deal for me like it's nice Obviously, getting a look at some different stuff um, in terms of in bin products, uh, but it doesn't make a massive difference for me. Um, it's like fairly similar to the other weeks uh, when it'll be normally like 20 to 30% off.
0: Okay. So the whole back wall is usually the ones that don't have the lids on them. Yes. And then the whole store opens up with friends and family. I just want to make yep. that clear. Okay. And yeah, then, yep. so when you're selling on either GOAT or StockX, which I kind of want to get into a little bit, um, Does it have to be like new, used? Does it have to have a box lid? Kind of explain those.
1: Yep. So StockX is exclusively brand new with box lid, good condition shoes. Goat, you can have no lid, missing box lid or complete. You can do new and used. It's um, very accessible. We're hoping StockX will add a used option at some point soon.
0: Okay. So Goat is probably mainly you go with because of those no lid ones.
1: Yeah, so GOAT brings in about 50% of my sales, okay. maybe maybe a little more than that, like 60% overall.
0: And then how many how many listings have you built up over the years on GOAT?
1: Um, so I have about, I try to stay above 100 plus. I have a whole okay. bunch right now um, uh, to list. And so I have about 140 listed right now, and it should top out at like 200 within the next week when I get them all listed. Okay,
0: and then with listing... Um, I'm not familiar really on how goat works. So do you just take a picture of it or kind of explain the listing process of like, yeah, goat or they have us.
1: They have a set template of, okay. um, pictures, parts of the shoes you show StockX, You actually don't show any pictures and you don't even need to get approved to sell, which is why the markets, okay. um, typically around 10% lower than goat, um, mm-hmm. in terms of stock ex.
0: All right. That's a great tip. So I also know uh, there's like a, outlet to StockX flip i know we talked about this a little bit earlier you said you don't really do that often if you could explain and kind of touch on what it is and why you prefer to not do it that way
1: yeah so occasionally if you're looking up a shoe um there will already be a stock a bid on StockX, um where hopefully you can just take that bid right away before you check out and make some profit it doesn't always work for me because i don't typically find too many of them in the first mm-hmm. place and i'm I'm typically looking for a higher number of dollars than what that bid will give me. Sometimes you cut, find it and it's great. It's an easy 20 to 30 bucks before you even check out. And then oftentimes outlet, there's multiple pairs of that shoe. Um, but typically I'm looking for a holler, higher dollar amount in terms of profit um, with what I can get it at. So I'll just place it above that ask and hopefully that it sells. Because that buyer that has that bid will get a notification on their phone that there's a new lowest price for that item. So maybe they'll come up or sometimes they'll even keep bidding up and you can keep lowering your price. i um, not ideal, but it is um, great and fairly satisfying uh, to com- be completely communicating with someone solely through you, lowering your price mm-hmm. and then raising their bid for a few minutes.
0: So when you, when you're pricing your items, do you always go at the lowest ask or how do you, how do you do your pricing?
1: so it depends on the sales velocity and the market trend um most of my stuff isn't too hyped up so it's not selling you know every hour Mm -hmm. um but i obviously do shoot to be the lowest price um but i also don't want to get into a race to the bottom on some items which happens very
0: often yeah and especially on amazon i don't know if you've had any interest in that or like experience with that, but price tanking is very uh, common on Amazon. So when it comes to selling shoes, uh, what sizes are like the best sizes you go for? Okay, so the
1: majority of the shoes I sell are men's. Uh, So it's not that men's shoes typically sell quicker, it's just that the consumer that goes on, go at StockX, not as quite as much Poshmark, it's more geared towards women. Um, but the consumer that goes on go in StockX right now is an overwhelmingly majority male population. So, because my best sales uh, and most sales come from those platforms, I'm almost always sourcing male shoes or men's shoes. Um, and in terms of sizing, so the most common ones for men are nine to eleven, uh, but I don't stick religiously to those. Um, I oftentimes grab great sales from a size fourteen, a size seven men's that kind of thing where it's just the market isn't flooded for those sizes. Um, and for women's, so I I do um, try to stay away from like the four, four and a half and like the 10 to 12 women's sizes because those are a lot less common.
0: Okay. In terms so of people so who wear that size isn't really the biggest deal to look for? It, yeah,
1: not, not for um, how I run
0: my business. Okay. All right, cool. So when you're um, sourcing either at the thrift stores, I kind of want to go into that. Um, Well, like what are some of the brands that you look for or or, like certain models of the shoe you look for?
1: Okay, so everyone knows Nike and Adidas. Mm -hmm. um, So those are great brands to sell. They sell quick. They're abundant. They're all over the place. Um, But oftentimes their store employees know that those are the most valuable shoes. Mm -hmm. So those are the ones that are going to be the higher price. Um, But thrift stores offer, um, from my experience, um, obviously thrift stores vary wherever you are. But I get a lot of good New Balance, Asics. Brooks uh, are three great um, brands of running shoes that oftentimes you'll find at different different thrift stores. Mizuno's um, in terms of more like dressy shoes, Clogs, Dansko's are a great brand. Clark's, Lands End, um, there's some other ones. I'm still very new um, to that game, but those are the brands that work great for me right now.
0: All right, and then you obviously want to get them for less than ten bucks. And then you always do. You buy any shoes that have any like holes or rips? I know people may or may not do those
1: yeah so i stay away from that stuff just as um i don't want anyone you know i would i show all aspects angles of the shoes Mm -hmm. in pictures but i just don't need any you know customer service bad reviews
0: of course
1: uh, mistakes like that
0: yeah and then um when it comes to the actual um listing on and uh, instead of from the outlets but at the thrift stores when you get home how do you like clean up the shoe or like take the pictures of the shoes properly
1: yeah so i'm not great at cleaning shoes Mm -hmm. so i tend to stay away from like deep cleaning shoes um but i have a little nice um wooded area like on my desk uh with nice wood background on the wall or actually just another part of the desk and so i'll just put um ikea shoe trees if i have them around um on there and then just snap i believe eight pictures of what poshmark and mercari allow for them and just get them off as quick as possible i still have a whole bunch of shoes to list um unfortunately but we'll get that taken care of and hopefully get some more sales flowing this next month all Right?
0: yeah and then when it comes to the shipping aspect of shoes do you always box uh box ship all your shoes
1: yeah yeah oh. so just home depot walmart box is okay. about 75 cents a piece um, I go for the small version of Walmart and extra small, if possible in okay. Home Depot. Uh, but small works as well.
0: All right, for sure. So I think that kind of wraps up all my questions with the shoe aspect. I think we ran over everything with, it comes to the outlets. Is there any other points that you want to like mention?
1: Um, not particularly. Okay. Um, shoes are a great game to get into you. If, if you know them and, um, know enough to like research market on. Different items, but they're also um, a lot of people know shoes. So a lot of people sell shoes. So there is a lot of competition specifically in the outlets. Um, so I would really um, only get in, or like not only, but get into it if you know, like if you know you can have your phone near you with you a lot, ready to take bids, ready to take offers, negotiate with people, um, that kind of thing. That it is a very hands on task um, to run a sneaker business because you need to be ready um, to take care of a lot of different tasks.
0: Yeah. So, and then if just one last little thing, if you were to like someone who just like, for me, example, if I were to just head into an outlet tomorrow or something, what would be something that you would recommend me to do?
1: Look at every shoe, look up every single shoe.
0: Is there any like certain brands in the outlets you look for or certain boxes?
1: Yeah. So obviously like Nike and Adidas would be the brands. Um, But typically, any shoe that doesn't have the standard orange box, there's something special about it. Either it's a Jordan, a nicer Nike basketball shoe, a special collab or project, um, that kind of thing. And typically, those will be in bin. uh, But obviously, there's got to be a a reason for it not to have that Nike orange box. And typically, um, the reasoning being that it's a more sought after or highly valued item.
0: All right. Cool. So, and then I also, you just mentioned at the beginning you were starting to sell books on Amazon. And yes. I kind of want to get a fresh perspective uh, because if you want to just kind of like go into like uh, how you started, when you started.
1: All right. So, I sent my first shipment in Amazon two weeks ago, or three weeks ago this Friday. Right. Made my first sale two weeks ago this Thursday. Cool. Um, and as of right now, I have about 300 active um, books in inventory. I'm trying to get that up to 2,000 mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Um, I have about another 100 to ship in. So we got a lot of work to do to get up around 2,000, um, mm-hmm. specifically because, because a lot of stuff has started selling. I've sold 25 units over my about two weeks on the platform, and 16 of them have been in the last three days. Um, cool. So we're really starting to pick up sales velocity and to counter that, I want to start getting in um, more books, the most profitable books possible for as little um, buy costs and just keep pumping those in and feeding the beast. Um, and hopefully sometime in the next year getting ungated um, for mm-hmm. some larger brands.
0: Well, that's awesome. So what are some of like, the things that you've noticed uh, right off the bat? Because you are just starting two weeks in. Uh, what are some of the things you've noticed from, the, from day one?
1: All right, that everyone has books, like mm-hmm. everyone you talk to. It's just giving them the motivation to go in their basement, attic, closet, and taking those books out, letting you look through them and pay you or pay them for the stuff they don't want, that they're not going to do anything with, um, and that they obviously do want to get rid of.
0: Uh-huh. So you've, have you been having success with uh, – are you doing that through Facebook or kind of what are you doing? So
1: – uh, I've done some through Facebook Marketplace. Okay. I've also, I just post like on my Snapchat, Instagram story, oh. my personal pages, seeing if people around me have anything they want to get rid of. Okay. Um. So I own probably around 400 profitable units, 300 of those already being in the Amazon warehouse. Mm-hmm. And I'd say like 150 of those I got for free.
0: No way. That's awesome. Yeah. The cheaper yep. you can get them, the better chance you are to sell them uh, for a good yep. profit. So um what are, what scanning app are you using are you using scout iq scoutify so scoutly?
1: i use scoutly okay. and i locked myself into a six month um subscription because it was a little cheaper so that's where i'll be um until the end of q4 mm-hmm. all right
0: are you using a scanner what scanner are you? Using? yeah
1: so i use an EyoYo okay. um which was about 45 bucks on amazon mm-hmm and with that, I'm sure you know, um, you can scan like a thousand books an hour, really get into a zone, um, yeah. just clean out, um, stores, take all the profit you can from them.
0: Yeah, definitely. If you need a scanner, get on a scanner. Eyo is a great beginner scanner. It just, it speeds up the process. Did you ever go through sourcing without a scanner?
1: Uh, like the first day. And I mm. honestly, like, cause I didn't know. It didn't seem that slow to me. Yeah, uh, but like obviously now a week later, it seems like we're d- I don't even know how I did it. Like,
0: could, yeah, could you imagine ever going back to ha- not having a scanner?
1: I can't <laughs> even
0: imagine. It would be the worst thing in the world. That's why yeah. I, I actually bought a second scanner just in case my. First I think scanner... I'm
1: going to too. Yeah. Um, one, so I can you know have a backup, but mm-hmm. also um, to hopefully either have people scanned for me. Mm-hmm. Or just like if a friend's with me, have them be able yeah. um, to help out.
0: It's great, especially with book sales. Have you have you had the chance to get any book sales yet?
1: Not yet. Um, okay. The first one in my area is in two weeks. I'm super excited for Sweet.
0: that. Are you finding them? If anyone doesn't know, maybe you don't know, booksalefinder.com. Is that where yeah, you're Yeah, that's with? where cool. I've,
1: I've uh, marked out on my calendar.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome. Um, a whole bunch of ones coming up.
0: Cool. Yeah. Anyone who didn't catch that, it's booksalefinder.com. You can find a whole bunch of book sales in your neighborhood, uh, all over the place. Um, well, yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, what What's the sale? Is it like any special sale?
1: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure. write down the specifics now. Um okay. getting closer to it. I'll check out. Uh, but it's like 15 minutes away, so it's worth yeah. the travel either way.
0: Yeah, either yeah, 15 minutes, very close in my opinion. Yeah, it, you're going to get an insane amount of uh, return from those. Uh, just make sure you get there early. Definitely a tip. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like. Yeah.
1: I'm the earliest guy to the sneaker releases mm-hmm. normally in my area, and I plan on being the first one um, in the doors there. As yeah, well.
0: another thing I would recommend is if you could either find a friend, a parent, a sibling to just help you. Um, w- so when you're scanning, I'm, I don't know if you'll have them scan what I do. Uh, it r- helps really well. I have my dad come with me. So I'm scanning and I'm just throwing him all the good books so I can just focus uh, yeah. o- solely on scanning. So for anyone listening or you, uh, just bring a side person. Uh, it's super nice. They're like a runner, essentially. Um, yeah. So they'll they'll just be you'll just be throwing them the books while you can scan away.
1: Yeah, I watched a Reezy video mm-hmm. the other day, and he um specified he had multiple runners yeah. actually, and multiple scanners.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's the top of the top, so he's got a bunch. He of Yes, he's the man. So yeah, it's just me and my dad right now, but I'll get there one day. All right. Yeah. So um, I also want to kind of get into uh the listing process because I know for a lot of beginners on Amazon. Uh, actually listing and creating shipments the hard part so if you kind of want to just walk through your experience from day one to now uh, yeah how so you've changed or what you've done
1: um so i believe you had nicholas Woolsey on the other day did, right
0: yeah i did
1: so mm-hmm. he's um a good friend and mentor of mine specifically mm-hmm. um in the amazon um field so i had been planning on getting into it for a few months um and i just wanted to decide, like all right i'm doing it Ordered the scanner, got my account set up, and a week later, I was up and running. He has a fantastic video on his YouTube channel. It's just his um, name, Nicholas Woolsey, Mm W-O-O-L-S-E-Y, just exactly how to sell used books on Amazon, FBA 2019, um, something about that. Um, And he literally just goes through exactly the process, sourcing, prepping, shipping, everything. It's screen recorded on his computer. It shows you exactly what to do. So I had no trouble with that 100%. But I can imagine being wildly confused if I didn't have an awesome educate, educational video like that.
0: Well, that's great. Yeah, Nick is awesome. We had a great episode. Um, definitely, definitely check it out. I'll link it in the yeah. description. Um, if you want to just like kind of run through on maybe just like some of the key points that he mentioned in the, in the podcast or in the video, excuse me.
1: Um, yeah, so it's honestly like pretty much like all the key points, like exactly um, what you do. Um, in terms of specifically the optimal shipping amount mm-hmm. or shipping weight, so you want to be as close to fifty pounds as possible, mm-hmm. which will get you around twenty five to thirty cents a book depending on um, what warehouse they're going to, so that was very helpful, So I pretty much like do my shipments in like sets of thirty books um if possible, just to make the labeling process easier um okay. And once again, in terms of the labeling process, he lays out all the supplies you need as well. So it's just a super um, awesome educational video that shows you exactly what you need to do to start a used book, Amazon business.
0: So yeah, I'll definitely link it in below. Oh, Are you doing it with the 30 up labels or do you have like an actual Dymo label maker or how are you doing the label? All
1: right. Yeah, so I just do 30 up right now, okay. but I probably will switch over to the Dymo um within a couple thousand books from now um once I exhaust my 30 up lab- label connect collection.
0: Yeah, it, it it speeds up the process a lot. Let me tell you, the, the, the I can switch, imagine. Uh, I don't know when I was doing 30 up labels, and maybe other people listening can relate to this. I would have such an issue getting it into printer. I would like always print them the wrong way on accident. Meanwhile, I only yeah. did it for a couple shipments. Um, but I was just getting so frustrated with 30 up labels. Yeah. So I don't know if you've been experiencing that. Um,
1: yeah, I've had some trouble. Um, but I think I have about 4,000 labels okay. left right now. So I, I should just, you know, use those while yeah, I can. Course.
0: Yeah. And so just when you make that switch, it's, it's definitely something I'd recommend to anyone. Awesome. Getting in serious into it. It's the probably one of the best investments you'll make. Okay. Yeah. So definitely look out for that um another thing do you use a repricer at all
1: not yet okay um nicholas recommended once i get up around four figure inventory to invest in Mm -hmm. um reprice it um so for the time being yeah i do not but it's obviously in the plan for the future
0: yeah Uh, uh the one i use i don't know what he recommends but reprice it that's the one i use yep Reprice it. Okay. I
1: believe um, that's what Nick recommends, but that's what pretty much everyone recommends yeah. it's very cheap. from my experience. It's
0: very cheap, very useful. You can tweak all the settings the way you need it. One thing I would recommend to you or anyone listening is run your reports before this is something I made a big mistake on. Um, I would set my repricing settings just like thinking of like, oh, these seem like it'll work. Um, and then I would actually price them on Amazon. Uh, but a yeah. big thing I had a mistake of was I was undercutting myself so much. Like, you know, I was talking about earlier when people undercut a bunch on Amazon, like that was me because I just didn't know. I was still early in the process. I didn't know how reprices work. I've never obviously used one. Um, Yeah. So to avoid that, you could um, just unclick the button that'll actually send the prices to Amazon. So repricer will do its thing. It'll reprice the items. Um, If you don't have that button clicked, it won't send it off to Amazon. So it won't actually reprice your inventory, but it will show you a report of what the, uh, like the repricing settings did. So it'll show you, okay, this book would have changed to this price, you know, kind of thing. It'll give you a report of all the items that you would have repriced. So you can see, and based on that, you could adjust the settings. Like, okay, I don't want it to go that far down. I only want it to go this far down. And you can kind of just tweak around with all the settings. So definitely make sure you have your settings set right before you reprice them actually on amazon gotcha so that's definitely something i wish i would have known um it's a huge mistake i made like i cut myself Mm -hmm. so short um i did that for about a week and a half and i started realizing oh god um yeah i should probably change that (laughs) so then i did it and i (laughs) reran the reports made it look good and then i kind of set it up so that's kind of what i want to get and then another thing do do you use inventory labs or are you doing your shipments through uh uh amazon seller central
1: yeah not yet once again okay um i've just been doing it the old-fashioned way right now All right.
0: yeah nothing wrong with that everyone's got to start somewhere would you like to maybe get into inventory labs or no
1: oh i 100 okay. percent plan on it in the future um just not as of the time being
0: well cool i think that's going to wrap everything up do you have any questions you want for you ask me maybe something on your mind
1: um. Yeah, so when you were getting into the online space, specifically Amazon mm-hmm. used books, um, if you had anything you could um, tell yourself uh, and the viewers um, when you were starting out, uh, what you would do differently, anything you would specifically um, work on um, initially.
0: Yeah, so I think one of the big things, obviously, was that repricer issue was probably the biggest thing I had an issue with from the beginning. Um, but I think overall... Just trying – I think what I did well was a thing that I think I kind of want to touch on. It's just always learning and trying to improve because I don't know if many people do this. I assume they would want to. Um, but a big thing that I think helped me out was I was always like never satisfied with the process. Like it would take me an hour to do something. And I would always want it done in 30 minutes. So I'd try and look yeah. at certain things and try and improve the speed as fast as possible because the biggest – another big thing I think I wa- wanted to work on – was I would um, get a whole bunch of shipments or a whole bunch of books for a shipment like in a week. So I'd source Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then I'd send out uh, Friday or so on. But what I've been doing recently that's been working out a lot better is just sourcing like a day, like a full day of sourcing and then like a half day, and then being able to send those books that same day of that half day. Gotcha, yeah. So I've been kind of learning the process um, well enough so I can do it pretty fast. I can get a shipment out uh, about – like a hundred to one hundred thirty ship one hundred thirty books in about three hours or so from okay. when I get home, I would say prepping, removing all the stickers, listing, boxing, maybe two two to three hours, I think. So yep. it's pr- pretty quick, I think uh, overall. I always want to try and get that better, um, but I, I do want to get an official time because that's just off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, yeah. one hundred twenty books, I would say, uh, and about understandable I, about two hours or so. So that's something I would say, just always try and improve uh, your listening time. and Because the faster yeah. you can process everything, the faster you can sell them. Okay. Yeah. Any other questions you have for me?
1: Um, I don't believe so. All right. Um, with that being said, thank you very much uh, for having me on today. And once again, to who uh, anyone um, who tuned into this, once again, you can find me, miles long stretch, flips four miles on Instagram, some other platforms coming soon and feel free to reach out to me. If you have any questions about anything, anything I mentioned um, in this episode or just stuff you'd like to learn more about me or what I do.
0: Yeah, please definitely check him out. Uh, and as always, if we, uh, you want to explain, um, have something else explained more, definitely reach out to either of us and we'll try and answer your question a little better uh, because I, I do, I do my best I can to try and get the answers uh, that'll help you guys out the most. But if we don't if you want something touched on more, feel free to reach out to either of us. Definitely give them a follow on Instagram. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. It's been episode number thirty-three. And keep on flipping.